All right, but we do need to talk about more than anything. Is this going to be an episode where we shouldn't make any type of jokes? That everything should be just dead serious because there's serious topics taking a foot here. Nothing is Mm -hmm. funny, so we should not be funny, nor are we ever, but we should not make any type of jokes whatsoever. That's what we should do. We should not crack any jokes throughout this whole episode. (laughs) We we don't say anything. We're full on serious, you know. The entire time. No, no. Why why are you laughing? We got to start now. (laughs) There's no no jokes. No, no. You just cut this all out. (laughs) Just cut it all out. Okay. 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 Yeah, so you, you're down for this. Also, no cuss words whatsoever. Ooh. Just strictly playing out the scene. Well, yeah, we're clean because this episode is dirty. This episode made me have to take a shower. I yeah. look like Ace Ventura after he kissed a guy where he then crawled up, lit a fire in his trash can, and then was in the bathtub wanting to cry his eyes out. Damn. Or I thought you were going to say when he got out of the, rhino, the fake rhino's butt. <laughs> No, because he was happy when he did that. No, he was, he, he was so hot, bro. He was overheating. Oh, man. No, That's he was all that was. That. So you think there's a lot of overheating in this? <laughs> there's a lot of over abuse, like just a lot of abuse. I think a lot of people cross so many different lines here. I think the real villain in this all, though, is the newest sheriff. Where I never realized that Ethan was the smartest one in town. <laughs> no, no, sorry, the smartest sheriff. Okay, I'm not gonna say he's the smartest person in town. Okay. All right. Sh- you know, Ethan definitely was not the, the smartest. The smartest tool. person with a badge in town. Sure. Okay. All right. So with a badge. <laughs> with a badge. How far is that? Like, where, what's the range on the badge? They have helicopters here, so I mean, I would say that they have a special SWAT team, right? Dude. We saw last episode when it came to Cyrus's little tower that he built that the helicopter came and had to check on him. So obviously Smallville's got a pretty solid team. Ethan being the head of it, I would believe, especially after seeing our new incompetent sheriff. Dude, Sheriff Adams <laughs> is very cool, bro. The one that blames the victims? That's right. Hey, so this person did this to me. You seem like a liar. yeah how sure are you about that you don't seem like you're a person that tells the truth you know i've read your file and you know what it says you've been a victim quite a bit i'm not sure if i believe you (laughs) yeah whoever was running this town before me was just plain stupid This is the worst person I've ever seen in the entire show. Yo, Sheriff Adams is dope. This season, if we don't get another episode that's going to be able to redeem her, once again, this is where you and I said last episode, I believe, or two episodes ago, this is going to be a doozy with best villain. Mm. I am now trying to figure out who is going to be the worst person because everyone keeps wanting to step into the ring. It's for sure going to be one of the main characters because... Lionel is hard to top still. Of course. Well, but Sheriff yeah. Adams is wanting to again. She wants to throw she her. Came hat in, in the late ring. in the run. Yes. Yeah, she came in. Came in late. Don't in the forget run. me here, guys. I'm Sheriff Adams. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because in this episode, Precipice is that we. I guess we kind of know. We're wondering what's up with the sheriff situation since Ethan. 
Well, yeah, it seemed like, uh, to your point, though, we haven't seen any type of officer. We haven't seen any type of sheriff. So in my mind, I was like, oh, they just left the entire force to Clark. <laughs> That's right. They go, oh, this is what we have to just send everything to him because he's obviously the one that's going to cause all the problems. Rule or, them with your strength, my son. Or find the problems. Either way, he's going to be around it, so they're just, they might as well just follow Clark. And I think that's what they were doing until the new sheriff came into town. Or they weren't doing anything. This is Clark's town, boy. You get out of here. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's so mad. It's jealousy where she's like, I can't have this high schooler boy. I'd, I'd go with that theory. He can't run against me. I won't Who is this him. Clark Kent? <laughs> Who is that? 15, 6 something. <laughs> I can't be having this in my town. <laughs> I have the badge. Not you. You trying to be a hero? Clark's, Zach- just, Clark's just high, bro. She goes over there. He's like, what's your deal, Kent? You trying to take my land? Okay, no, no, we can't, we can't start talking about that scene because that scene is amazing. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil that. But I will also say this before we do get into the episode. This has the most disturbing scene in Smallville history for me. Uh, for me sitting and watching, I don't remember what happened. And this whole time I was like, oh, you know what? This is going to be a lot of jokes. I'm going to be able to make fun of this. And then the scene happens and I go, what type of rated R shit was WB trying to get away with back in the day? Because how are how is this kid how is this kid family friendly programming? I don't know. Because it even says PG right there. That, that <laughs> is, I, you need some parental guidance. But you remember watching this at a young age. If I'm a parent watching this with let's say my nine year old, ten year old, I'm a little bothered. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, this isn't about Superman. Even this first scene right here, bro. It's pretty nuts. Uh, Yeah, which is, I think, my other main point that I wanted to bring up, because I may be talking a lot about it, it's going to be a lot of anger behind it. Okay. Clark and Lex are weak. They don't do what needs to be done. Weak? They need to be Brightburn. I need some full-on revenge tactics that are actually going to send a message, a.k.a. not just letting everything go. And you know what? That's what I get in this episode. Serious things happen, and yet things are let go because it's all about forgiveness. (laughs) I'm going to puke. Dude, I can't believe you think they're weak, man. This episode? This episode, I want you to tell me where the manliness is coming from, where the superhero taking care of business is coming from, because in my mind, nothing is taken care of. <laughs> nothing. We don't take care of the real problems. You can That's true. That's all I want to do. Wait, I mean, Clark kind of took care of some problems. All right. all right, so Clark more than Lex, yes. Yeah. Lex is probably why I'm more angry about it, because... That, He's older. The end scene. Oh, God. The end scene. <laughs> when I'm just watching I'm like, Okay, at least give me some gratification of what happened at the end. And no, I got nothing. And I won't spoil it for our audience. Just know I've never been more disgusted. Dude, even more so when he bent over that one time? This is pretty bad. The, bent, the bending over still probably is numero uno. I don't think that's ever going to be top. <laughs> That's hard to top on my I don't side. Know why he did that. Nobody I mean. knows why he did that because he shouldn't have done that. So, 
there is just so much to unpack when it comes to what he did in that scene. We can't get into it, though, because that is season one. We're not bringing up the past, Joseph. We have to look forward to the future, which is getting past these hardcore episodes. Yeah, this one is actually severely hardcore. Yeah. Around Dude, that. So mid. We're on to bigger things now. We're on precipice. S- season two, oh, episode God. 19, Smallville. And main theme on this one, because why it shouldn't even be PG. It should... They should have had a warning. I'm never a believer of this. This one should have been like parental guidance suggested. Yeah, because yes. at least now. Because if you saw an episode like this now, they would definitely have that little disclaimer warning at the, the front of it. Think about this. So I'm watching an episode uh, two weeks ago about fever, about families being sick, about coming together, about life now renewing, becoming now born, things that are happening. And in this episode, we're going to get into attempted murders. We're going to get into hardcore subjects about beating women. Yeah. um... (laughs) And we're just going to let all this go here. And yet have a happy ending the happy ending doesn't work dude yeah yeah definitely vibes of murder you know attempted murder there's swim fan obviously yeah big swim fan vibes there's a lot of sexual assault hints at like it's wild it is wild what is actually stated in this it's yeah it's pretty crazy and it's just happening everywhere and we even get yeah you know the hints of old domestic violence (laughs) like the theme here Is clearly abuse. Law and order. Oh. Oh, yeah. I was saying abuse. I thought that they were trying to reenact a law and order scene, which is why Lex and Clark then become the detectives Benson and Stabler, where they're solving those sex crimes, and they're going to make sure they bust the guy in the end. They're always going to push those boundaries, but they're never going to cross the line. Mm. That's my law and order. You disgust me. Yeah, I disgust myself because I hate this ending. Dude, we should have... Finish the job, Lex. This this episode should have been on like Animal Planet or something because I'm just seeing (laughs) wild animals act out like crazy. Defensive with their mates, you know, or it's like potential mates, their family, you know? And then you have them just like going pure instinct primal mode to just like get through to someone. Yeah, and I do agree with that. Because it's also a lot of uncontrollable yeah. urges where it's such it's like animal where it's like, I'm going to pounce like on Once you, it's I lit, like it. you, temp- yeah. you, you taunted it too much, and now it's just like, oh, now you're getting beat up by a chimpanzee. Yeah, let's get into getting beat up by a chimpanzee. <laughs> nope, I'm looking at you. Still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, this is the Somebody Save Me podcast. Two nerds. Back for another week of this wild journey. <laughs> it's been a doozy here it's, these past few weeks. Ah, it's been so good. <laughs> it's liberating every week when we get to do this. Yeah, we got we had Cyrus, then we had the Man of Tomorrow, and then we had Fever. These past three, woo wee. <laughs> okay, Rosetta was good, Taylor. <laughs> Cut your shit. I just like doing this because of your reaction. <laughs> messed up you would do that bro it's really messed up you would do that no it's not you know (laughs) you know it's not at all so we open up to precipice and we're at the talon 
We already get hints of alcohol, liquor. What are they pouring in there? Whiskey? So, uh, I just already have to pause it here. How old are these guys? They look 35, but they're college kids. And they're wearing their uh, frat sweaters and everything. And they come to the coffee shop. This is what my main question, this is why I had to pause it. Is this a Wednesday or a Thursday? Because what are they doing right now of just pouring their whiskey into their coffees where Lana has to then run up and say, Hey guys, this isn't this type of place. No Irish coffees. If you're going to do that, take it outside. Hmm. You know what? I would say this is a Friday. This is a Friday? These guys are losers. Because didn't I mean? If you really think about it, all the events that are happening with Clark, what he has to do. I guess it's true, and we don't have any it's high over school the drama. Weekend, you It'd know? have to be over the weekend. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember one scene when they're at school. So they're not throwing a frat party. Instead, they're at the coffee shop pouring themselves their own Irish coffees, and yeah. they're even having to tell Lana, "Come on, loosen up." I know they're just being immediate tools, like already. <laughs> yeah, have a drink, and then he just flashes the flask around and lana's just like if that's what i think it is we're closing get out it, it's time for you to go where we see at another table right next to the douchebags is in fact dr bryce who seems a little worried it seems like her boyfriend is not able to show up to a date on time looks a little lex. down obviously lex wow uh we already have a guy, though, in the background that seems to be staring with some newspaper there. Yeah, he looks like a... What would you immediately assume? Because I, I thought, like, a P.I. I thought that, too. I actually put in my notes. I go, ooh, is Legs already ha- hired somebody to follow her? Does he not trust her because he showed her the room? Maybe <laughs> it's, or maybe even, like, a bodyguard-type situation. Like, always be, just look out for her, if, you know, be where she's at type thing. Yeah, I, that actually would make sense, especially... Whenever you are dating somebody like Lex and, you know, his father, himself, they've all been taken prisoner before. Yeah. And, you know, kidnaps have happened. I think maybe a bodyguard would be the safest. No. Just like a small one, like a small bodyguard. Lana says, you know, I'm not the best person for this type of advice. They both give a little chuckle I can't there. keep a date, you know. <laughs> Clark always shows up late, though, so love- it's not her fault. The shade she always throws at Clark to other people. Okay, you know what? We're we're gonna get into it's this. It's so subtle, but she does it. I hate the way she treats Clark in this episode. Um, I think it's really bothering. I think it's actually poor him. I'm really upset with her. I hate this season because it's having me do like a teeter totter going it's, it's back and forth. It's a big roller coaster this yes. time. Yeah, it's like you get thrown into spirals even, and you're going up, you're going down. I have so many different feelings on everybody. What we do find out though, and this is why I wanted to pause it for you. So the guy that's looking at uh, Dr. Bryce, he's reading a paper about UFOs. So this was my one acknowledgement of saying this season is still continuing the line of True. the alien stuff. What's out there? Yeah. Pretty much. And yeah, and that's from the the Metropolis Inquisitor. Ooh, so you he, probably would assume Not with facts though cuz that's only with the torch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so Helen Bryce looks at the guy that was kind of snooping a little bit, catches his eye for a brief second and was like, "Oh, maybe look maybe she knows him. Maybe she doesn't." I don't know. She's looking funny over there. Yeah, she's just expecting that he's there. After she looks at the frat guys who then start hollering once again because they don't want to leave, she looks back, and guess what we have? Oh, we got them. Empty chair. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you're talking about the guy. Because he's oh, no longer gotcha, there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because the frat boys distracted her, and now we have the empty chair. Because they, he walked out that quick. Uh, yeah, he. They would have seen him walking out the door because the exit is behind, so yeah. that's where they were facing, and that's about ten feet from. No, where no, he he's was really sitting. fast. So he has super speed already. Why he would be reading that type of alien paper? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, Lana looks says she looks a little startled. She says, "Oh, I thought I saw somebody I knew. Not a big deal." Lana, I have to go. Okay, bye. Mm, yeah, and Lana still looks a little worried. And of course, this guy with the receding hairline, college kid dude, he's like, "Like, dude, his hairline is so far back. <laughs> it's it's so far back." But what I hate is that one of his buddies, whenever Doctor Bryce, he's like, "Yeah, go get her." What do you? What do you mean, go yeah, get her? Uh, what go are you... get her. Um, why? Go get her for what? Yeah, And he, the receding hairline, comes up to her. And he's like, hey, you're looking pretty nice tonight. Lana is looking at the door, expecting somebody to come in, a.k.a. Clark. I, I hear this place has the friendliest service. Where, what, what, what does that mean? Um, I actually put Blowjobs in, in the back? I put in my notes, where did you hear that? Yeah. Who told you that? The friendlies, I think they were being quite literal, like they're just friendly. <laughs> but I, what you just said, though, I actually also put, who told you there was blowjobs being given <laughs> at the Talon? That wasn't a thing. Nobody ever said that. I hear this to place you. is really friendly. <laughs> and so Lana hits the basically life alert button, the silent alarm. I thought it would have been cooler if it was a Clark button. I mean, that's basically what it is. In in a way. Because in a way, was, she presses it and he shows up. If he also set it up so that it gave like a signal that only he could hear like the Jimmy watch that they had, that would have been so great if it was a calling to him. God, that would have been wonderful. Too but early course, for that, Taylor. I know. Instead, what do we get, Joseph? Oh, she presses the button and immediately guys go, hey, and grabs her and throws her against, dude. Steel shelves. I don't understand this. I don't understand this at all. This is wild. He throws her full on against her rack of dishes, plates, whatever it is. Breaks it all. She knocks over. And his boys come up and just look and like, yeah. I can't wait to watch. That's right. You don't mess with us type nope. of look. And they, Nobody messed with them, by the way. No, no one. Nobody said anything. And this receding hairline dude goes up to her like he's the villain, bro. Like, yeah, you're going to give us what we want. We're going to have our own little party. Let's take you to the back. What yeah. What do you mean take her to the back? What is going on have in this Have a episode? private party? And it's like, dude, this is what I'm talking about. Like, wow, we are cr- crossing lines well, here. He We're hitting some boundaries. Face. Grabbed her face. and like, we're going to have a private party. And all three, all three dudes... Clark, they God, runs in, and it's like, hey, what do you think's going on? Get away from her. And, of course, they're like, oh, look at this high schooler, blah, blah, blah. What is he going to do? Clark decides to do the manly things. I just called the cops. They're coming. So Clark immediately gets them to leave the situation. The alarm called the clo- cops, bro. Yeah, I know, but he made them say, hey, the cops are coming. You guys They're coming on their way right now. This place should have cameras, though, right? Lex is a billionaire, right? He would want to protect any type of investment he has, right? Why wouldn't this place have cameras? Yeah, I mean, Starbucks has cameras. That's what I mean. It's truly just... Oh, here's the other thing that I hate to bring up. How many situations have happened at the Talon with people that have been violent? A body part been showing up? murders here. That's what I mean. There should be some cameras inputted in this place. 
Yeah, you heard wrong, fella. This isn't the friendliest place in town. <laughs> Receding hairline those they, boys, let's they get leave. out of here. They look at Clark like, <laughs> douche, and leave. And so Clark goes up to Lana, and she's obviously freaked out. She's kind of in shock a little bit, uh, says, as okay? she should be, because what the hell just happened? And then, of course, so Clark's like, are you okay? She says she's okay. He immediately leaves her. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty dope, right, right? away, like, leaves her. So, oh, so you're good? All right, I'll be back. Uh, speeds away. Like, or, by the way, he wouldn't have shown her her powers, so think about this. He is sitting there with her. You good? Okay, and then jogs out. The jogged out? No, he jogged out to the back to see if he could catch him, and then he sped behind the I thought they the were going out the back here, so he would have gone out the front. So he would have said, I, I need to wave down the cops. Yeah. Oh. God, thank God this scene actually happens. Yeah, so... <laughs> Basically, he shows up already in front of the college kids out in the alleyway, and check it out, it's Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> what? 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 I don't understand receding hairline. Clark. I need to find out his name, so I stop calling him that. Uh, his name's Andy. <sighs> That's a terrible name. <laughs> I, I actually, it took me a while, but then it was He shouldn't be called Andy because of how he looks and how he acts. He should be called Andrew. Let's call him by his full name. His name's Andrew. Remember, that's what we're going to call him You know him what? This episode. He looks like an Andrew. I would buy into that more yeah. than Andy for sure. Yeah. For and, sure, for sure. Like, Andy, you've... I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure you're cursed by that. It's like I'm immediately thinking a little kid or something, you know? What do you mean I'm What do you mean Toy I'm Story, by? bro. Andy. Oh. That's like, like... When I hear Andy, I'm thinking a little kid. Like, I don't know. You, you meet a grown man named Andy? His name's Andrew. Okay. <laughs> He's... Right I'm sorry. A grown man is called Andrew, buddy. We don't be calling him Andy anymore. <laughs> you know what? This I'm going to stand by this argument here because it's a solid one. If a grown man came up to me and called me Andy. What? Yeah. Is that what your mother called you when you were seven? Oh, uh, yeah. Your name's Andrew. <laughs> I'm going to stick by that. <laughs> Jim? No, you're James. <laughs> no, but this guy is Andrew, bro. This is Andrew. But anyways. Clark tells Andrew. Made a weird... Racial comment to Clark. <laughs> Clark says, stay away. I never want to have to see you here at the talent ever again. Andy, Andrew, he says to Clark, you know what? Just because you said that, I think I'm going to be showing up here tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, to continue the private party, right? Yeah, because that's all he wants. Clark then says, listen, I'm not going to tell you again. Walks away, tries to keep it cool. He head. does try to keep it cool. And then Andy decides to say, you got the hots for that Bitch manager? Whoa. He already turned around, and he still kept his cool. No, no, no. He did it now. Because it, when Clark turns it, around, look at his eyes. Look no, at his he, eyes. Look, look, Joseph. Joseph, look at his eyes. Dude, when he's he, still keeping it cool, though. That's not keeping it cool. But then what? That's a face. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's a face of, what did you I'm out of there if I see that face. Yes. Dude, look at that. Dude, that is He's a, got the Zod look, bro. Yes. And it's too bad she's a real dirty slut. What? is happening andrew why are you saying these things clark just gives him a little shove he falls to the ground his two goons then try to take on clark clark then tosses shoves. them across the alleyway to the fence and if you saw that if you're andy are you gonna then walk up to clark and say i can take well, you i don't know if he did see it because he got he was too busy getting tossed to the ground there where are my friends then <laughs> <laughs> he gets up and he's looking back and forth like whoa 
<laughs> All right, you want to try it on, farm boy? And then he calls him John Boy, too. What the hell how is that? How does he know John Boy, and how does he know farm boy? I, asked, I put in my notes, how does he know who he is? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? And so Andrew here tries to, <laughs> to punch take chance. Clark and take his chance. And so what does Clark say? He catches his fist. Get your coffee somewhere else. Ooh, he does it and where he tosses him and what happens? Oh my lord, dude. He tosses him 30 feet to the cop's car that's driving in to the back of the town. Where he slams into the windshield. The newest sheriff doesn't want to ask any questions. Instead is checking the pulse. Clark then turns around thinking he's going to run away. By the way, Clark, bad move here. Very bad move. Except I finally have what I wanted. Lana got to see what the man did in order to protect her. She want now wants to get tossed around by Clark. Yes. She is wanting this man where, thank God, the cock-blocking sheriff decides to say, Get on your knees because you're the one that's the suspect. You're the victim. No, 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 no. All she saw was Clark throwing an innocent man on the windshield, right? No, 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 no. She's the manager of the coffee house, Lana is, who's standing outside, who can just say, what are you doing? These men tried to rape me. Hey, that's all I have to say, right? Because they were attempting rape. Yeah. Yes. But we don't have cameras. So it doesn't mean anything. You know... Clark just did that just because. You know, when we get get through this episode, we're going to really question, you know... Lana should be all over Clark, correct? Yeah. She should be at least, at the very, very least, thankful that this man essentially prevented her from being assaulted, and she should be, oh my god, I mean, Clark is going to be my protector forever. I get that maybe she wants to not seem weak all the time, but I also feel like Clark deserves a little praise for what he just did. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're kind of jumping the gun a little bit here. I'm, I'm still talking about the scene itself because I'm still talking about how Lana should be reacting because even what's coming up... I mean, up, she was... All Lana doesn't she, re- she doesn't react positive. She doesn't react happy. She doesn't if you react saw happy. someone toss a, a whole man, like, about your size, 30 feet to a windshield of the cop car... Take me. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to your barn or my barn? I think, if anything, it just shows what you would do as a girl. Stable. That's, I would see what Let's you would do as a girl. Let's go to the stable with Tyson. You want to be Lana so that so Whitney's bad. horse can watch us. You want to be Lana so bad, Taylor. This episode, maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So the sheriff had Clark at gunpoint. He tried to run. Lana sees him, and it's like, oh my god. And so now we're in the Talon, the getting sh- interviewed by the new sheriff, <laughs> interrogated. Sorry. And Clark's over here, just like. So, uh, you're the new sheriff in town, I take it? Listen, I'm not here for any small talk. Why don't you keep it to yourself? Yeah, she immediately stops right and is like, you writing a book? <laughs> yeah, uh, keep your little comments By and questions way, to yourself. Clark's face grabs his coat and is like, okay, what the hell was that, <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, all right. Um, okay. I didn't he said, no, ma'am, that. I'm not writing a book. It's like, then keep the chitter chatter to yourself. Look at what? He's like, all right. And then Lana's even like, like, okay. Holy shit. And here we go. Sheriff Adams going, flying boys. Flying boys aren't something you see every day. What does that mean? That young man told me you attacked him and his friends, Mr. Kent. That's what she believes. 
Because she doesn't believe anything that Lana says. <laughs> Isn't that weird? How she doesn't believe anything that they say, instead just believes those guys. Lana didn't say Okay, so she are you talking about she said she what happened said, with the guys? Yes, exactly. Mm. That's what I mean. She's obviously has said something at this point, otherwise they wouldn't be sitting in this situation of her just interviewing them. Instead, it's the sheriff I don't I would love to see her tactic with those guys because what it seems like is she's playing favorites. Mm-hmm. Just gonna throw that out there. I don't know if maybe it's a blonde hair thing, or maybe it's she's attracted to the frat guys thing. But maybe I think it's she her has, son. Ooh, you know what? They kind of look alike. I'm not. No, co- they don't. Yeah, they do. That could be mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> Andy and her could be. They could be related. And then of course, she basically calls Clark a liar on what happened. Ask Lana. Hey, so Lana, what'd you see? Nothing. She, and she goes, nothing. And she goes, you're a liar. You know that? Excuse me? You said you make a good cappuccino. This is a great cappuccino. Oh, <laughs> Clark Mealy rolls his eyes. What the hell? No, it's not. <laughs> no, he's mad because obviously she's playing favorites with Lana. I know. I still wouldn't. <laughs> He's like, those cappuccinos are ass. <laughs> that's what I mean. That, that's how we know she's playing favorites. Now I know you're lying. That's like, not true. It's like, we all know her cappuccino sucks. <laughs> Something's going on here. <laughs> well, it looks like we're all done here. No, Mr. Kent. We're not done here. We're but, just you know, just, started. This just feeds into the theory that this really is Clarkstown. This man just be doing whatever he wants. He thinks, oh, yeah, it's time to go. All right, that's it. Yep. Oh, no more questions? Oh, I can't make small talk now? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, have you seen his I'm father? I'm Clark Kent. I can make chitter chatter if I want. Have you seen his father? His father thinks he can do whatever he wants as well. But my issue is, I'm just going to go back to this one more time here. Alana was assaulted. That's true. Uh, Lana is the victim. So now we're, yeah. What are we doing instead of going to visit those parents of the frat guys? Oh, or at the graveyard? Putting, <laughs> putting them in jail, doing something. But what are we doing instead? We're going to the Ken house. Well, we're going to tell the parents about how bad of a boy you have. Yeah, this boy's been at more crime scenes than Elliot Ness. Does he have some type of hero complex that you would like to tell me about? So, yeah, I'm going to charge him with misdemeanor battery. Because he's 15 years old. And that's what I like to do when I'm new to town. That's right. She is the villain in this episode. If I'm John, I'm probably going to hit her. Only even six minutes and 30 seconds in, and she's the villain. Yeah, um, I'm telling Martha, go get the belt. It's not for Clark. Mm. We're having us a a little private party here. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, what's what do you think is going to happen though, Sheriff? If you're doing fifteen hundred dollar like fine, bro. It all depends on what the judge wants to do. Uh, my parents can't afford that because Sheriff, my, we're uh, poor. My father. That's what Clark just said. He got up from the couch. He heard fifteen hundred, bro. This man said, Sheriff, we can't do that. We're poor. Do you see where you're standing, <laughs> Dad? Tell her. Yo, back me up, John. Mom, Dad. John, we're poor. Hey, Clark, thanks for sharing that information. Now sit down. Yeah, John's like, Clark, sit down. (laughs) He looked at him like, dude, are you five? I know we're poor. God, shut up. You know what, though, Mr. Ken? I'm going to make you a little deal. You come and do community service for me. You pick up that trash, and then I'm going to let you get off scot-free. Um, 
This seems And this is why I know it's the weekend because she says 40 hours community service. 2 days, brother. Uh I would be Jonathan or in this situation. What the hell is the matter with you? Are you trying to like scheme my son into doing community service right now, you sick psychopath? Instead, Martha has to grab his arm and say, "John, calm down. It's just community service." And then the I mean, it is just community service. But my kid didn't do anything except okay. defend Lana. No. Sheriff, why don't you do some work instead of just automatically accusing my son, then trying to say, if you don't do this community service, then I'm going to report this. If only there were cameras, bro. And then we'll see what really happens, John. Yeah. Because, by the way, those court fees are expensive, too. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, though, John. Those good old boy days are over. No, they're not, because those are the days she's playing right now, by the way. The good old boy days were, is what she is doing right now, well, you which know is what playing that, favorites. You do know that reference, right? What's the reference? That's Dukes of Hazard, man. I don't care what the reference is when it comes to her. Why are you she so angry, bro? She doesn't deserve the reference. She's the villain! <laughs> Why are you so angry with her, dude? Do you know her in real life? <laughs> she's the worst person I've ever seen. And then but she yeah, turns Dukes around. Dukes of Hazard, bro. She she says nighty night. Oh. Just the good old boy. Go to the hospital. To our lovely Helen Bryce. Walking in. This is not a doctor's outfit. Uh, yes, it is. As long as you wear the white coat, then it's certainly a doctor's outfit. Okay. All right. She comes in, right? She's uh-huh. got, she takes off her lab coat. She got, she got a, a whole flower bushel thing going on at her desk. Like, oh, my God. It's like a flowers. reef. Of fl- By the way, it is a weird set of flowers. Yeah. Can it we looks, just say it's It like looks like they layout. just dug it out real yeah. quick, plopped it out, and then just plopped it on her desk. It's a completely weird layout and very lazy-like. And also, I do love the picture of Lex Luthor that's sitting to the right of Oh, yeah. So you clearly sweet. you assume it's Lex. Yes. Right. That was my immediate thought. And so, of course, this approach right here... Is so good that you would try it in real life? No. <laughs> that's what you're trying to tell me. I would do this. So we get the appearance of the dude who is at the town, right? I wouldn't even do this to my wife. Dude. <laughs> we have so... As Helen is smelling the flowers... This guy, out of nowhere, comes up to her he- her ear, is basically breathing on her like, oh, hey, the what, what does he even say here? Like, I know Metropolis that you love Flower Show, flowers. 1999. <laughs> Metropolis Flower Show, 1999. Like, right in her shit. And he even, like, follows her as he's trying to get away from him. Like, what the hell? You know what he also did, though? <sighs> Dude, she had to have farted or something. He huffed in there real quick. <laughs> you couldn't take your eyes off of them. So actually, they weren't from Lex. This dude bought them. And Dr. Bryce immediately says, and because she knows who he is, Paul? Paul, what are you doing here? And come to find out, we have Anson Mount as this guest star here of playing Paul Hayden, Helen's old love interest. So this is, once again, another Dark Crisis event where he came over from the Marvel Universe. Right, and he... From he, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. And then he came over into the DC world to play a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> a Dude. domestic abuser. Yeah. <laughs> Se- assault? Sexual assault? Abuser? A man verbally, that physically? Be in prison. Dude, this guy, or we're going to get into it, but sorry, we're jumping the gun a little bit. 
But dude, this is Paul Hayden, Anson Mount. Are we the gun? Look how he acts in this scene with he, his mannerisms. They're so slimy and so very gross. gross. Like even being in the same room of this guy, I would need to go and take a shower, dude. Yeah, and of course, yeah, he's known as Black Bolt right now for the MCU, and so yeah, he's like Doctor Bryce. He doesn't even call her Helen, bro. Well, and she mentions, I thought I even saw you last night. You did, but you seemed a little upset. I just didn't think you wanted any type of company, so I didn't want to go and bother weird. you. <laughs> yes, weird. Weird. Very weird. Where she even asked, I'm what here on business. What I you thought you were getting Smallville? ready. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What are you doing in Smallville? Um, yeah, I'm here on business. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, I heard you're uh, getting married. And it obviously shows a picture of Lex. What does she say, though? She says, no, that's just something. You can't believe everything that you read because we are just married to our careers right now. Lex then comes into the scene and says, at least that's what we tell each other. Yeah, because he was eavesdropping. Um, Damn straight, I'm going to eavesdrop when I see some flowers on my woman's desk. It's a bush. <laughs> Is that, like, signaling something? Yeah, and so, of course, she's surprised to see Lex. But she doesn't make it weird. And, yo, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, she does. No, she does. She says, Lex, oh, I like Lex, to meet hey. Well, actually, she's expecting him, so that's why it's not weird. They're going to lunch. Yeah. And so she goes, Yeah, this is an old friend of mine, uh, Dr. Paul Hayden or whatever. Lex makes the comment, Oh, our y'all used to work together probably in Metropolis. Actually, I used to have sex with her. Yeah, Paul immediately is dropping, like, Actually, we used to date. I was inside of her <laughs> in med school. Yeah. We played doctor a lot. What? <laughs> Until we realized we couldn't have that happily ever after ending. At and least not with each other. <laughs> what the hell? Who is this Paul? Lex is Get him away from my Dr. Helen Bryce, yeah. bro. Lex looks at Helen. Helen looks away and is like, listen, no. Yeah, uh, the vibes is, here yeah. are very, it's like very, I feel like it's mo mostly there in red between Lex and Helen here. Like, like, this is weird. Well, Helen immediately doesn't try to keep going with the conversation. Instead, it's like, nope, nice seeing yeah, you, Paul. Helen rocks, bro. We're gonna, oh, she does. We're going to go now to lunch, so we'll see you later. But Lex decides to then drop a bomb. That's right. He then says, you know what? That's actually why I decided to come over. Turns out I'm not able to make lunch today. But he could make he could make the fact that he was coming to tell her. Well, maybe I could fill in. That's so inappropriate that it actually sent just a sharp, a sharp pain down my spine <laughs> because I was so bothered by somebody ever asking that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. wait. First, <laughs> we got to talk about how Lex can't make it, but oh, he, he came <laughs> to the hospital to tell her he can't make it. So he had time to do that. He wanted to do it in person instead of over the phone. I gave him that. He's classy. It still, it makes no sense. He could be there early. He just couldn't do it at the time they had scheduled for the lunch. Mm, maybe so. Anyways, back to your I'm point I'm letting now. it go for him. Yeah, you are. You are because of what's happening to him this episode. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, but here, Paul just <laughs> offers, well, I could go with her. Yeah, why don't we have lunch? And I'm sure, yeah, and Lex is like weirdly cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. It's inappropriate. Well, it he is. Asks but Lex, Lex, it's like, you, you have really not a reason for it to not like be cool about it you know until my lady because it's also on it seems on a professional level like they worked with each other until know? lex says yeah you got a lot of catching up to do and helen looks down at the ground as if that was not a good answer meaning 
Well, that's probably second red flag that I have now seen, so that's not good at all. But Helen then decides to get a page, and it's an emergency, so she is so relieved that she does not have to now go to lunch. She says, let's take a rain check. The look on his face, though. What the <laughs> and then she goes, maybe you could give Lex your information, so then we'll be able to schedule something later on. Uh, oh, he's furious. Did you see how furious he was in those eyes? Yeah, he doesn't want to do that at all. Be- that Paul is so bothered by... Now we get to the what if Smallville, Paul and Lex got together for lunch. I don't know what would happen in that scene. It would just be a big bunch It'd of be BS. so hot. No, They'd... it wouldn't. It would just be nonsense. He would just be lying to him the entire time. They would just stare at each other. No, they wouldn't. So I'm Lex. You're Black Bolt. And that's it. Maybe we can work together. How do you feel about aliens? Or should I say inhumans? Oh. <laughs> okay. So we go to... Have we come to the conclusion that this is downtown? Is this downtown? This would be in the middle of Smallville. I'm, I'm just going to say they have one street. Until you're showing me another street, I'm convinced that this is the only one. All right, this is Smallville Street. Even though we said it was like the circle or square. Okay. We did describe it that way, so that makes a little bit more sense. So, don't yes. You, don't you love this friendly bonding time they're having right now? Like, they're, they're just so happy. They're such good friends. Actually, I love how much shit they're talking to Clark yeah, right now. Yeah, of course. That's why I'm literally being serious. Hey, Clark, you're going to be the first one ever in prison that saves somebody and then gets <laughs> thrown in. Yeah, you know, we're in Smallville where you do the cr- uh, you prevent the crime, you but do, do the, the time. time. <laughs> Chloe he says... Yeah, hey, what's your jumpsuit size, or orange jumpsuit size, or is it a one-size-fits-all? And he goes, it's like, it's an orange vest. And she's like, oh, no, the plaid. <laughs> what a burn. Dude, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty solid It's pretty burn good, burn. bro. They're just burning him. And, of course, the sheriff eavesdrops and hears Pete's comment about stopping the crime and doing the time. And Maybe she's like, I Whoa. should use that slogan. Yeah, I'll lose that slogan for my campaign room, huh? Clark hit her. And then she just writes probably in her secret book later, Pete Ross. And Chloe. She's she's writing both. She's white. Um, did you not? She's white and blonde. You know it's her favorite. Aryan race, brother! (laughs) No, because you're right. (laughs) She did not accuse Andy, who also would be fitting the bill of Chloe. His name is Andrew. I'm still sticking by what they call him. Brother Andrew. (laughs) Oh my god. You're gonna. No. Yeah, you know what? There's a conspiracy going on in this town, man. God. (laughs) And so she she says, Toodle you. Well, she looks at Mr. Kent and says, I can't wait to see you pick up that trash. Clark says, I can't wait either. Toodle do. Man, and every yeah, they just laugh at him as they walk away. Good luck on the chain gang, loser. They yeah, are the best friends. L for love. <laughs> and so Lana comes out because is, they're right in front of the Talon. This is what I mean, by the way, of I don't like how she acts right now towards Clark. It's weird. I, she's putting flowers up, and of course Clark's asking what's wrong, and she's getting news that the sheriff sure. said that the case is not going to hold up in court. It's all hearsay. Because there's apparently no cameras in the town but to see the potential potential sexual assault that was about to happen, bro. So Lana is known to be a liar about these things, right? 
Right, right. She right. has a record of accusing people of these type of crimes where that's why the sheriff is not able to believe her. Same reason why with Clark. Clark hasn't built up anything in his permanent record to show that he's actually saved the town. Instead, it just shows black marks everywhere where the sheriff can only trust one pe- one type of person. Blonde, blue eyes. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Like, right? Mm-hmm. And look, and of course, it's like, what is, Lana's in this weird guilting thing where it's like, well, I feel bad because you're always saving me. And Clark even says, yeah, I know. Like, L- yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't always pay off, obviously. She looks at him like, oh, no, I can't believe he would say that. But Clark is even, like, shrugging it off like it's not a big deal. It really isn't. Yeah. Because it's like, because obviously she's worth the trouble, bro. That just says that, plain and simple. But he also states it as well, which is why I like Clark in this scene, because he's at least acknowledging to Lana, hey, you're my number one here. He's not even making it weird where he's trying to be like the man. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's I, not being repetitive about things. He's just yes. like, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't care. It's whatever. And Lana is now, though, wanting to go back to the question of, listen, how did you do it? Mm-hmm. There were three of them, Clark. I mean, I know you can take care of yourself, but Jesus. Because when you really think about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's like, kind of actually, she's obviously been pondering on it. Like, he, oh, how did he, how did he do that? And then, of course, uh, they were drunk. Yeah. The thought of somebody hurting you, I just couldn't have it. It was probably the motivation to give me that strength. Uh, you don't, you're always there to save me. Yeah. It's, it's like she's well, saying that, though. Like, he well, it's like you don't. Be. Well, she's saying you don't always have to be there to save me. It's like, I can try. I love that. I just wish I could save myself. And exactly, though, I could try. He is throwing the comments back to her saying, hey, this is not something I'm trying to force. This is just something you that I care about. And why it's not even a big deal is just because it's 40 hours community service, bro. Even if that, maybe they'll let him off on a couple hours. But it's like, it's worth it, obviously. It's worth it for you, Lana. But that's what I mean is that I was expecting Lana to then take that and be like, oh, Clark, I really like that. Take me. I was expecting, let's go on a date. Let's go in the back of your truck right now. We should mate. Let's do something. Instead, I get... I don't want to be a victim anymore. You're an asshole. Stop saving me. Hmm. It's just weird. Her emotions are weird to me, which is why I can't let this go. I just expected more for her to do with Clark. Come on. Come on. What else does the man have to do to be able to show you? Instead, you're twisting it into something else. Yeah, I bet if you were Lana, bro, you'd make Clark feel so special and appreciated. Do you think if he saved Chloe like that, that that's what Chloe's instincts would be? Or what would Chloe do in return if Clark were to save her like that? She would show up to his farm unannounced and have a camera with her to film <laughs> her having sex with him. It would be a not, a not another teen movie scene where instead of the male having the whipped cream, a.k.a. Captain America, it would be Chloe having the whipped cream. Right. That's what the Even di- with the banana? <laughs> Even with the banana. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but yes, uh, that's what I mean. I'm expecting that type of reaction from her, but no. It's Dude, nothing. It really is nothing. And then we're we're back at the town. My goodness, we we just stay at the town this whole episode. We really do. And um, 
She's putting things up. She's closing by herself once again. No cameras. No anybody even watching her. And boom, scared because it's Lex. Why would he even approach her this way? Yeah, why can't he say, hey, Lana? Hey, Lex, you heard what happened last night, right? Why would you ever come in silently as if this was going to be a whisper? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and Lana's like, I'm sorry, I'm jumpy. And he's like, oh, understa- understandable. I mean, I heard what happened. With that type of ordeal, you're wanting to be able to get yourself back. Instead, you felt like that you've been violated, a.k.a. your safe place that you have now built. Lana, I know how it is to be able to feel vulnerable. Trust me, being a bald kid in prep school, you're always picked on. He keeps bringing this up. You know what's funny, too, is that every time he mentions the ball thing, others react weird. <laughs> Do they? Oh. As soon as he said bald, Lana went like, I didn't want to say anything. Like, it like was... why is it weird? We're so used to Lex now. We've had him in town for so long. Why is it? Oh, when he talks about being bald, oh, that's when it's like, no, we don't talk about that. No. <laughs> like, it's a condition that we should all, like, with tiptoe around. We don't want to see that. Yeah, Lex could give a shit anymore, yeah. bro. <laughs> and, yeah, so he he does keep bringing it up. He does. This has been a very common thing. Maybe he's just told Clark and not everybody, but you would still think that Lana would Always know his mentions. Point. Bullied for years. All kids ever talked about was my bald head, blah, blah, blah. I lost my hair at a young age. But I was able to eventually stand up to the bullies. What happened was that my father had a Navy SEAL friend that I was able to convince to teach me how to fight. And let's just say the next time those bullies try to pick on me, (laughs) they had to see a dentist. That's right. Lana, I could never hurt somebody. That's the first smile she's cracked this entire episode. I just want to throw that out there to everybody. Not Mm. with Clark helping her. Instead, I'm not going to hurt anybody. I could never. Oh, my God. Dude. And so it's like, it's not a matter of hurting someone. It's about protecting your life. Isn't that what you want, Lana? And Lana's like... Kinda. That's exactly what I want. And this is where we get to one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Yeah. We're getting sued for a million dollars by Andrew, Brother Andrew and his people. Seems that at the Ken Farm, Andy has sent over the letter from the court that says you're going to pay us a million dollars because I have a broken neck. I have damages. I don't think I can work in the future. I have so many things now that are going to be able to affect my life. Your family is now going to be screwed. Clark, Dad, we can't pay this. Dude, John's hitting him with the bars now. It's like, hey, man, you did throw him on on a car. Well, you know what? Maybe this is what the spaceship was saying all along. It said, rule them with strength. Flawed race. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. You know and then what? John's over here like, yeah, idiot, but we raised you, so you're just as flawed as us. Actually, what I was hoping, because John kind of lets it go, Martha looks at John as if she's a little scared because that was a bright burn line. John Emily's like, listen, son, I got into a lot of fights. That's not what Clark meant. Clark just meant that this was an invincible scenario of him taking over the world because the human race is flawed. That's what I got out of that line from the ship. Not, oh, I need to guide them or I have an anger problem. I didn't get that. I got, I need to be a ruler. That's right. Okay. You got that too, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what? I think it was just you, man. No. We're, we're on a personal human level here, okay? Oh, my God. Now John is having to give Giving his little talk. 
Yes. You know, there are consequences to a lot of things, man. You know, we're flawed. You're just as human as us. So Martha, suck it up. De- split decision can change the entire path of your life, and a mistake could make everything worse. You know what, Clark, son, from John, you're more human than you think. Now we're on to the scene to Smallville Hospital with Helen Bryce having some car trouble. Car won't start. It's closing. We're late. It's late at night. She's looking. Oh, gotta call Lex. Lex, it still won't start. Can you please come get me? So obviously she's already let him know. So, of there, course. There are a lot of cars in this parking lot, correct? No. I thought I saw like quite a few. No. And, this is why, and this is why I'm only saying this. It's because I just didn't think that she was this time, yeah. alone. And that's why I get that she's a little terrified. No, those oh, are bushes, no, bro. She is the only one in this medical center. Oh, God. That's what I'm saying, dude. So she's by herself. Yeah, she calls Lex, and she's asking, how far away are you? And, of course, seems like he's close. So he's about to be there. I'd say five minutes. And she's chilling. She's about to probably snooze for a little bit. She's probably tired, bro. She wants to relax after that hospital shift. That's for damn sure. Oh, for sure. And then, of course, boom. Oh, so you're having some car trouble. His face is... Might as well be pressed against the window. Third red flag. Three red flags and you're out now. Why would you ever be in this middle of the parking lot? Oh, his approach is terrible. I forgot my cell phone here, so I just had to come back. And what a coinkadink. You happen to be here, too. Forgot his cell phone? Yeah. How about I give you a ride home there, Miss Bryce? No. Come on, Helen. Why not? Yeah, Lex is on his way. Come on, Helen, why wait? It's like, dude. Same old Helen, never wanted my help. Must be different with Lex. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and of course, Lex just pulled up right behind him. I love this And of course, he's already, oh, here comes Prince Charming now. And of course, Lex is like, hey, Helen, everything all right? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And of course, gives a little kiss. Hey, Paul. And he's like, hey, Paul. Didn't expect to see you here. Happen to be in the neighborhood, Lex. Twice in one day. Oh, three times if you count last night. Oh, that means Helen tells him everything. Careful. I think you might be stalking my girlfriend. (laughs) Come on, let's go, Lex. Let's leave. And then, of course, here we go. Robot man over here. Why would I want to do that? Come on, Lex. I'm not giving away any type of hints right now that I'm a serial killer. And I love already that he's like, why would I want to do that, Lex? And he's like... You're not over her? <laughs> it's that simple, It's pretty simple. Know? And Just, he's perfectly calm. He's like, I was just trying to be a good Samaritan. So when my mechanic, when my mechanic looks at the car, there won't be any missing spark plugs. Any sugar in the sugar gas? Sugar in the gas tank? <laughs> he's like, wow, you really are paranoid. No. No, 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 he's not. No. He is not paranoid. This is perfectly yeah, valid. This is okay for the boyfriend to do in this situation now. No. He's like, he says, I'm just a frighteningly good judge of character. Because Lex knows obsession. He knows those eyes, bro. I strongly suggest you stay away from Helen. (laughs) Is that a threat? On me? I love this. You seem like a simple guy, Paul. I would hate for your life to get complicated. Wow. I have the biggest heart on for Lex. And he's not only, he's about to just open the door for his lady, too. Right in front of him. Um, yes. I am extremely wet. I am extremely hard for Lex Luthor in this scene. 
I loved even what he does after, aka immediately sending his private eye on him, because what we do find out now in the next scene is where he's in fact staying. Paul is staying at the shitty-ass motel. Yeah, it's not a very good one. <laughs> looks bad. Looks like twenty. Got neon everywhere for whatever reason. Like it's prostitute alley. Yeah, that is where prostitutes go in order to get paid. Yeah, and he pulls up. He goes to his room, and yeah. So Lex hired, I guess, his bodyguard. Right. Well, we get to know it's Meacham. That's his yes. name. His Meacham. Yeah, he's telling Lex. Yep, he's back at the hotel, Mister Mister Luther. Sorry, motel. This ain't no hotel, baby. Hey, I'm surprised you're not bringing up what's playing on in the background here, which is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Which at this time, and I'm still going to stick by it, I'm not a fan. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to have to admit that to our audience. If that changes how you feel about me, I'm sorry, but I was listening to Under Oath Disturbed at this time. I was not listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers. No one cared about what you were listening to, Taylor. This is like a Facebook about me. That's what this is. And you just love to talk about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Hey, I'm surprised you didn't bring that up, Joseph. I hate Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, why wouldn't you bring that up? I thought that was going to be a topic. I was the one that had a... You pointed out everything with music except this one. I wonder why. Is it because you wanted to talk about me? So you had to bring it up? <laughs> what? That makes no sense. Yeah, but it makes sense to me. Dude, see, again, all about you, dude. It's all about you. You know what I want to do? I'm going to sit in my motel room, and I just want to think about things. Yeah. Just like Paul does. Yeah, so Paul took off his shirt already and whatnot looking in the mirror, talking to himself like he's talking to Helen. He's like, I'll do anything for you, Helen, and I mean anything. And he immediately slams his head, forehead into the glass mirror, and it's immediately bleeding, blood, blood all over. Yeah, it's gushing blood. And this man is just letting the blood drip over, and he's smiling. He's satisfied for what he did. And little do we know, he, that's his, his frame ploy. He's now in the hospital and telling Helen... It was Lex. I, it was Lex's fault. I just have a, a really, really type of simple question here, Joseph. He would have glass in his forehead, right? He should. Okay, but he doesn't, which is why it just seems like that they are cut. Instead, if he had glass in his head, what? I'm I'm so confused why with why Helen would ever even think that this man is telling the truth. I don't even care if Lex threatened him. Also, wasn't Helen already at home with Lex? Yeah. So did she rush back to the hospital because of who it was, Paul? Did Paul say, hey, call Helen? That's right, dude. You figured she'd be napping now. Yeah, that this would be her one time off. So she wouldn't be in. Even if she did get the phone call, hey, Paul is in here. Okay. Bro, she's Dr. Helen Bryce, the best the town has ever had. And the other side of it, too, is if Lex just picked her up in the car, then he would have been with her. Yeah. So she would then have realized that his alibi was her. Mm-hmm. So why would Helen ever believe Paul, which she does, because she does question Lex in the next scene here. It's true. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any How sense. How far of a time frame is this? Then Lex picked <laughs> her up, and then her going back to work. Was this another 24 hours? When did he slam his forehead into the glass? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Well, you know, the thing is, she, he says Lex did this to me. So it could either mean that he directly did it or he had someone do it for him. Okay, maybe she would have bought into him hiring somebody in order to take him out. That's, that's fair. That's fair point. 
Because, yeah, like, why would he do it himself, you know? And that's totally like Lex to do. That's fine. I just don't think in my mind, though, at the very least, if Helen got the call, Paul's here. Okay, take care of him. Bye. I'll be in the work in the morning. Yeah. I'm not coming in for Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul sucks. Look, my God, dude. Why do we even... He put Lex sugar is... in my gas tank. Yeah. I'm not coming back. And now we're back at the hospital. Oh, Sheriff Adams back for her Aryan race. <laughs> She's back here interviewing. Yeah, I'm going to say interviewing because she ain't interrogating no, these no, people. No, 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 no. She is not interrogating. Instead, she is just, oh, my God. Are, are you okay, Paul? She saw darker than white skin tone on Lana. And then she saw Clark light complected. She was willing to work with him with his blue eyes, but... Dark hair. He's corrupted. He's he's ugh. Well, also he's tanned because farm. Mm. So he's always outside. So maybe that's why the other dude thought he was Speedy Gonzalez. That would have also explained that. Yes, <laughs> because that still does not make sense. Good to me. tan, man. What are you, Speedy Gonzalez? <laughs> There's a lot of shots being. Th- this episode <laughs> breaks so many boundaries. I would love them to recreate this one. I want to be the like the writers. I want to sit in with them pitching me this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Sheriff Adams, good addition. <laughs> so, of course, Lex is looking at Sheriff Adams already interviewing him. So they go to the back room with or Helen and they takes to him to the back office. room. Yeah, and so. She tells him, "Well, so he told me that it was you that did this," and he's already like, "Oh, so you believe him, huh?" From the sound of your voice, it looks like that you're already buying into this. Well, you know what? It's because Paul just suddenly shows up. This is where it is, though. Lex has not been around Helen for the past few weeks. Yeah, he's been kind of like almost avoiding her in a sense. And it wasn't until Paul showed up where all of a sudden Lex is now jealous, expressing his interest. So now we're getting to the depth of the real issue of the relationship. And, you know, just goes to show Helen is very reasonable person. You know, it's like, you know, because like, why not believe this? All right. So I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm pretty sure the reason why I'm so disturbed by this episode is because I'm in love with Helen over anybody else. Helen's the best thing that ever happened to Lex. Yes. Yes. And if he were to ever lose this, I can never forgive him. (laughs) Well. (laughs) No, no. I don't want any spoilers. (laughs) They're going to be married together forever. It's like Kingpin and his wife. Mm. Sorry. No Marvel. Yeah, dude. Chill out, bro. So... This of is course, Lex, Lex is saying, I'm not jealous, I'm concerned, you know, because he, he's doing that to himself. He's clearly stalking you. He's crazy. And, of course, Helen's just like, I don't understand it. I mean, we were never serious, though. She doesn't deny him, though. Like, exactly. Yeah, She's she, like, you know what? That's a good point, too, because it's like we never were a th- yes. I don't know. It's just it, we never were a thing like that. It was all – really, she's saying it all was just really physical and convenient. It was never emotional. She just said she wanted to get laid, and he was around, and yeah. that there was no type of emotional connection. I buy into that. God, Helen, why are you so perfect with everything that you Because Helen say? clearly wasn't there in that mindset, but this guy, Paul, sure was. He was like, oh, man, I love this woman. And this is all Lex wanted, though. Who broke it off? Uh, she she broke it off. So even further thing, oh, then, yeah, maybe he's crazy for no, you now. And that's why Lex asked that question. It was because he wanted to see who And why was... she even did was because Paul's ex-girlfriend actually reached out to her and said, she, he used to beat me. And so stay away from him. 
did she ever report him to the police? No, but I wasn't going to sit around and wait for history to repeat itself, so I got up and I left. Helen le- actually legitimately is the smartest person in this town. She <laughs> broke it off, and then three months later, he left the medical school, and that is why he was no longer there. And also, yes, Helen is the greatest. <laughs> and now, let's ruin the scene. Hey, uh, cockblocker yes. again? Cock blocking the, sheriff. The real villain that we all want to say out loud. And so we got Sheriff Adams coming in, looking for uh, Lex. And, of course, she's interrogating him now. Lex says. He doesn't have hair, so that's why she doesn't like him. Um, Lex does say, though, listen, I did not beat up Paul. I have no reason to. You know what, Mr. Luther? I'm the one that asked the questions over here, so why don't you just shut the fuck up? Yeah, <laughs> dude, for real. What she the said, I don't know if you know how this goes, but I asked the questions, okay? You don't give me what I want to know already, okay, before I ask it, because I have to ask it, then I'll write down your answer, <laughs> okay? I have a book here. I ask the questions first, and then you answer. Lex does say though that he was at his house and that a member of his staff is able to confirm this. No, no, I'm just gonna stop you real quick because I just thought of this. You know how great it'd be if he just like literally pulled her aside after she made that comment to him about I asked the questions. You know, Sheriff, I don't know if you get it. This is Clark Kent's town, (laughs) and I like Clark Kent. So whatever he says goes. So I already know, if he's not liking you, I'm not liking you. Do not talk to me. I tell you what I know. I'm out of here. You speak with Clark Kent later. If he plainly <laughs> said, sidebar, have you talked to Clark? Yeah. Have you, <laughs> Dude, does Clark know about this? <laughs> tell me if Clark knows about this. Has it gone through him yet? But yes, Lexi Mealy says, listen. He is stalking my girlfriend. Well, Mr. Luther, some flowers is not that big of a deal. Okay. That's not criminal behavior. Listen, Sheriff, if you want to play Sheriff of the Law or Letter of the Law, why don't you go right ahead? But I hope that your instincts eventually lead you back to the correct answer. Because if they don't, I swear to God, you're going to pay for it. Pretty much. This is Lex sending a message to her. We already know we don't mess with Lex, bro. Don't mess with the Luthers in general. I mean, Ethan literally tried to get rid of a Luther. You know what? I'm going to stay in touch. And there we have a weird, awkward scene now between Lex and Paul. Paul's getting rolled around in his wheelchair, passes by Lex in the hallway, and he gives him the smirk because obviously he's pulling it off, and Lex knows. Obviously he knows, and that just reassures it even more. And Shit, it's probably just making him more mad. Yeah, which is why, Lex, we know what to do with the problem. We have to take out the problem. We don't allow the problem to live. That's right. He has a Homelander scene when he goes back talking to himself in the mirror. Exactly. What do you mean? We can kill them all. We're doing this together. Yeah. <laughs> this is we hard. know why you want to do this. And he is justified, which goes back to the... Oh, dude. It's <laughs> so justified, bro. It doesn't even make sense. But He would have the best attorneys. Back so to the real it. sheriff of the town. Yeah, let's go back after this serious team to Clark picking up trash. Picking up the trash outside of the town. I think he's literally just staying in front of the town, yes, picking up right. everyone's trash. <laughs> he's probably throwing some himself because he keeps getting coffees. Oh, I just... I guess I have to stay out here. Lana, if you need me, I'll just be outside those doors. Any trash is out here? You got it, Lana. I promise. <laughs> hey, 
everybody that walks by this area, just throw your cups on the ground. I will pick them up. I got rid of the uh, the tra uh, the clown mounts. I got rid of the clown mounts, so on the on the floor is cool. <laughs> no more clown mounts. I need litter bugs. You're not no litter bugs today, baby. <laughs> And so Lex comes out of the town with two coffees in this hand. This is such a nice thing. Dude, Mama. I love it because yes. that means he came there <laughs> and probably there. didn't expect to see Clark doing this. So he's like, oh, Clark, what are you doing? Probably laughed at him, probably. And he's like, well, I feel bad. Let me get him a coffee. So he's like, morning, Clark. He's like, look, don't even start, man. Smallville High has been school. giving me his shit already. <laughs> he's like, what, you can't take a coffee break? So he gets him a coffee. He's like, nah, I'd be the least of my problems right now. Uh, I got a kid who Lana is uh, obviously who harassed Lana, but he's suing me now. Yeah, so I'm having to do this, and now he's suing me. Lana's a wreck. He's out free. I'm picking up trash. I don't understand how this is even fair. Let me get this real quick well, before we even get further. Well, wait, well, we're about why, to get one of the best scenes. Why doesn't... <laughs> yeah, wait. Why doesn't... This is like this is weird, is it not that Lex doesn't offer to help with the kid? No, because I legal side. I'll put it to you this way. Because he usually does. As Clark asked him. Clark usually does ask. And what we've You know what? Sure. I can get behind that because I feel like they're kind of on a mutual understanding right now is that if you really need really it, need it, ask for it. Yes. Because the last few times, it felt like it was forced. It felt weird. So I think they finally came to the point, if you really need something, I'll help out. But it's not going to be all the time. And I'll also put it to you this way. I just feel like that Clark, Even though he could do it all the time. Clark and Lex both right now are waiting for it to actually get to the court scenario. That's true. That's where once it does get to that way, it's like, okay, shit, we do need a lawyer. Lex! Papa! Papa Lex! God, and let me tell you about the worst line in you mean Smallville the best cinematic history. line in Smallville history? Hey, Clark, I wouldn't be too worried about Lana right now. Oh, Why is that? that? Let's just say the crouching tigress is about to find her hidden dragon. Lex is having the flashback of teaching Lana self-defense. You're still sticking by flashback here. Yeah, he's thinking of it because I'm going to back it up with the next scene. Okay. So... Of course, he's teaching you, like, you got to put your whole body into it. You got to be effective. You can't just, you got to channel the anger. You... I just, before you go on, I'm sorry. Do we have to start looking at Smallville as if they have flashback scenes now? Because now I'm going to be thrown off. Do we have to go back? Well, I feel like we've pointed it out so far that, like, oh, this is, like, happening all at once, or this is happening just a minute ago, something like that. You know what I mean? Man, I never picked up on flashbacks, though. This is a good pickup here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see. Watch. And so, of course, Lex is telling her to channel her anger. And, of course, she's like, well, some of us aren't as angry as you, Lex. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure not. And so he just starts blurting out reasons of why she should be angry. He's like, Remember hey, it's not like weak. a bunch of frat boys tried to rape you, Lana. <laughs> I mean, and it's she, not like you have to have Clark to come and save you. Yeah, you feel helpless because when the guy shoved you, huh? And it's like, yeah, and you needed Clark Kent to save you again. Wow. How mad does that make you? And my God, why'd she do that kick right there? Uh, when did when did she learn that spinning kick? Do you? Just it wasn't even. It wasn't a spinning kick yet. Not yet. But hold on. Why does she turn that way though? Look yeah. at the kick. Look at this. As if see see it's I'm, it's I'm, almost getting there. What are you seeing? Because I see cheeks. <laughs> Man, that looked good. Kristen, good for you. Good is, for you. Is that why Lex says better? 
this is why <laughs> yeah better also with mortal kombat music playing in the background let's then go to the clark scene of him picking up trash this is why i think it's a flashback clark i mean lex just left him right now he probably was just telling him about that lesson they had was he not just with him getting him coffee that would make sense that would work for me unless clark is truly out there for 14 hours in order to kill his 40 hour shift yeah he could be doing that too so maybe but it, this is still daytime i i would still buy into the flashback more than anything because what flat what clark does see in this scene is now across the street we have andy andrew who seems to be leaving a spencer store where no they, buzz and eat <laughs> diner i don't even know what he's it's seeing. the buzz and eat diner and of course it looks like even a barber shop right now. and clark sh- pulls up to him and immediately he's like hey you're violating the restraining order get away from me he, i just wanted to apologize here we both did things last night that we regret here i understand you're mad but please can you drop the lawsuit like it's gonna ruin my family uh, the douchebag Andy immediately looks across the street because his buddies now have picked up their red Tahoe and have come to pick him up where they are saying, hey, get in the car. It's time for us to go. Andy immediately turns to Clark and says, stay away from me, Kent. Or I'll have the sheriff all over your ass. Because you know why? I have her in my pocket and she's going to believe me and not you. Yeah. And, of course, goes to the car. He's already laughing. He's like, easy, They're man. High-fiving. Don't hurt yourself. They're high-fiving already. Clark does x-ray vision into the SUV. Does he even have to do x-ray vision, or can you just tell right he there He can probably just high-fiving. tell. And, of course, Andrew took off the neck brace, so he's obviously not hurt. They're drinking already in the car, and now he knows that he was faking it. Well, the good news is Clark then gets Andy's x-rays, and he starts comparing it to uh, articles showing neck injuries necks and or so like that, that he could then compare it because he's a doctor and he's going to be able to see every type of issue chloe then comes into the barn and says oh hey clark why'd you, you love call how me? she kind of positions herself here um, she takes off her jacket immediately kind of skin tight little clothing and then she's just like so clark you wanted to talk about something hey um joseph this is the Chloe I miss. Oh my God, is this my favorite Chloe? Just stay like this forever you're for gross. me. Just stay like this. This is all I need you to be like. You're, you're so gross. You're cool. You're understanding. You're a friend. You're not jealous. You're everything right now, Chloe. Let's keep this up. You're just gonna ruin it for me later on. I already know, but yep. instead, I'm gonna hold on to this scene for a little bit. And Clark is already because t- he told her he's like, well, I think Andrew's faking his injuries. And trying to figure out how to way to do it, and of course Chloe's like, "Well, you know, I love a good conspiracy." So yeah, lay it on me. What's yeah, going lay on? it on me. <laughs> and so all else fails, we can always send Lana to beat the confession out of him. Well, because <laughs> you already know Lana's telling her the whole fighting lesson she had. Because you know they're sisters according to the family tree. Uh, but Clark gets a little bit now bothered by her comment there, and she's- why? I agree. Thank you. This is what I mean. Why? Lana and Clark do deserve each other. God, I need Jesse on just to say this shit because <laughs> they deserve each other. They're they're awkward for so no weird. reason. Yes. Like why? Like why is it weird that she can defend herself? Why is that weird that she's wanting to train to take classes? Why would it be weird for Lana to show appreciation towards Clark? Why are they so awkward? It's like Clark lives in this weird 18th century idea that women just cannot be doing this. And It's absurd. And that's where I do agree with Is Mar- he aware that they can vote? 
I do agree with Lana. <laughs> Lana's perspective of wanting to defend herself and maybe feeling like that. But it's weird that Clark acts like this because like what we talked about earlier with the episode, he doesn't seem like he's pushing it across as that man experience or that man perspective. Yeah, Instead, the machismo. Just, exactly. Yeah. Instead, he though acts like that with this scene with Chloe. Yeah. And why Chloe of all people? Because then you just, it's like feeding into her thing, you know? Yes, it's like. You're changing like your personality to fit the woman you're talking to. It's, it, Clark, maybe he's the villain. Remember <laughs> his emotional playing of people? Yeah, he's an emotional manipulator. Well, because him getting upset, Chloe, it was a joke, yeah, Clark. Yeah, she, she's even like, it's a joke, Clark. I mean,. She could, probably could do, but why is it weird type thing? You know? Why do I feel like you're not that happy about her uh, going through or impressed with her? Being inner, her Charlie's angel now. Being her Charlie's angel. You uh, know, I know Lex's intentions are good, but what if she gets overconfident, finds herself in a situation she can't handle? He pulled that out of his ass, which is why he was looking down whenever he was telling that to Chloe. Clark is acting like a parent. Yes. It's and- weird. It's weird that Chloe says, Clark, you're a six-foot-whatever guy. She would know his exact measurements. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> she's like, yeah, you're a six-foot-whatever guy. You have no idea what it feels like, basically, to be a woman having to cross the street at night. Or Taylor. footsteps. <laughs> Honestly, anyone who's short yeah, and like, just, like, skinny, small. Talk about this? Dude, we can be manhandled, yeah. bro. I'm, I'm there with you, man. Also... Usually people don't like to mess with us, knock on wood, and it's because if you see me as a threat, you're the bitch. Yeah, you're the real pussy. Yeah. You're going to punch me. Yeah, I mean, you are. I'm 5'8", bro. What are you, six foot? Yes. Real manly of you, tough guy. Yeah. Beat up a girl, why don't you? <laughs> That's what I'm equal to. Alana uh, could beat me up. And of course, this convo is just whatever. No, it's... <laughs> no, I still like it. Because it's going back to just the feelings that Clark has towards Lana, except Chloe is not being weird about it. Instead, it's essentially telling Clark to get over it because sometimes you can't always be the knight in shining armor. And I think it's very valid. What I want to get to on the next scene is a hospital that has no lights and no employees. Do you know that that hospital exists? Dr. Bryce, what? I didn't know. I didn't know. This hospital looks like it was shot in Scream Hospital, where she is walking down a pitch black hallway. Pathology lab. And goes into the pathology lab, where it's pitch black once again. No lights, because why would there be? Tries to turn them on. Well, they're not turning on. Well, they don't work. So the entire power to the hospital is cut off. That's right. They don't have backup generators. To the hospital. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Tries to turn this on. Does Smallville's not poor. Apparently, they're putting. That's why Clark has to save the day a lot, and that's why they put him in charge. We can't be paying on this, guys. Listen, he the wants, budget. He wants to do the job and doesn't want to be paid. Really? <laughs> well, let him do it. Hell. And so now we get to come to your scene, dude. I don't like this scene. I don't like this Helen scene Helen Bryce whatsoever. is in the pathology lab, and out shows up behind her is Paul. And of course, she's like, "What are you doing here?" And his eyes wide, and he's like, I had to see you alone. Um, okay, why don't we go upstairs and get some coffee where there's people around? No, we can't No, go we can't you. go and have coffee. When you broke up with me, I thought it was because you knew I was never going to be a great doctor. You were right. That's why I quit. 
If you can't be great, why bother at all, That's right? That's what you always used to say, right? Right? That's what you used to say. Paul, Paul, uh, it's okay. I was working to become successful so I could get you back. Then I found out that you were with Luther? <laughs> and I knew that I had to save you from that fraud. <laughs> and then Helen's like, I don't want you to save me. Look, Look, I broke up with you because you're you a beat your ex-girlfriend. And she's like, and he's like, oh, oh. no, 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 no. See, she was beneath me. And she's, and he starts touching her face. She was so beneath me. That's not the case with you and I. You and I were meant for each other. Just, don't you get it? Uh, she's immediately she's, saying I love her Lex. Uh, no, you don't. You don't love him. You're going to love me. She immediately wants to get out of there. She avoids his kiss, takes off. He then storms off, makes sure he can't get through the door. She then is backing away, thinking that there's no way for her to escape. She has the phone call from Lex right now. Hey, it's me. I just want to let you know I'm a little sorry about the past few weeks. It's Lex. I know I've been distant here, so I just want to say I'm going to be able to make it up to you. Helen, I want to be able to talk this over. Um, hey, I'm busy with a patient right now in the pathology lab. That's when Paul then takes a swing at her. The phone then goes. It's still on. Paul immediately points at Helen Bryce. It was him, wasn't it? She grabs the glass jar. He doesn't love you. He doesn't love you. Slams it over his face. Lex is then screaming, Helen, what's going Whoa. on? Dude. Paul immediately grabs Helen and throws her on one table. Shatters so much glass. I don't like this scene. He then picks her up once again after she's on the ground, throws her on another table. She's on the ground. He lifts her up, grabs the scalpel, and now he's uh, cutting her up. Yeah. 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 I he literally yeah. performed surgery. Yeah. That was like a Batman villain. That was like a Mr. Pig type situation. That was something that was truly bothering, and I'm not going to lie to you. That's top three, at least, because like, I can't even think of another one at the spot. Top three most disturbing scenes in Smallville history for me so far. I'd say it's pretty top. Like, That's, I, I can't think, I can't even think of another. I may put it number one right now until I can think of another, because I can't. Dude. Like that, because we even walk in with Lex, then coming to the hospital, it's obviously. Bloody we, footprints out hey, the door. did you know that there were people that work there? Hey, dude, we have that hey. old doctor that we always used to know. Yeah, that just came out of the room that should have been able to hear things that were in the hallway, right? No, 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 no. No, of course not. But what they do find, in fact, is the bloody footprints where they go into the pathology room, and Helen is there covered in blood. The doctor then... Where did he cut her? Because Lex reaches down below, like her stomach? Yeah. No, no, I was assuming chest. I, I was really like, yeah. I was assuming chest area for sure. I just think... With the ex-girlfriend, maybe she should have warned Dr. Helen Bryce a little bit more instead of, oh, he beats me. Maybe he attempted to kill me would be more accurate. Because Paul doing this to Helen, it means that there's been quite a bit of pattern of mm -hmm. this in his past. And I feel like things should have been known ahead of time. Such as the moment that Paul showed up and surprised Helen, Helen immediately should have told Lex, hey, get a bodyguard now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he should have hired maybe two. And this is where I do love me some Helen, but maybe Helen was what Clark feared with Lana, where it then became the overconfident, believing that I can handle the situation. I don't need somebody to be able to protect me. That's true, because Helen is definitely... 
confident, way more than no, no. Lana. Oh, yes, extremely. She can handle herself. She's proven that fact. And, yeah, this is that overconfidence almost. Yes, more like that Clark was hinting at it, which makes that scene a little bit better for me, making me like Chloe a little bit more. Yeah. Once again, she moves up another knot. <laughs> and we come back to the Talon again. <laughs> And we have Clark ending his shift, obviously, of community service. He probably tried to knock it out, really, like, all in two days. No, that's what I mean. It's nighttime now. I think he truly went for 14 hours. Dude, he's the man. Yeah, he is. He doesn't sleep. Remember, 4 a.m. cemetery. We still got that that's tonight. That's true, man. Does he need to sleep that much? I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. And so, of course, they're catching up, him and Lana. Lana's telling him about, of course, the lessons and, you know... It, being able to feel liberated and you know well he sees the karate brochure and he's like well i think i take karate class huh? things are going well here lex is somehow able to bring out a different side of me that's both empowering and liberating i just feel that womanhood in me and you know what lana good for you and clark immediately looks at her as if the parent says uh i don't want you to be doing this Lana makes the comment, come on, Clark, it's not like I'm going to be prowling the night. Prowling the night, doing, you know, preventing crimes. Okay, Batman. I was going to say, Batwoman, Batgirl, Catwoman. Oh, my God, Lana is Catwoman. Now we're getting somewhere. Yo, bring back Kristen for Catwoman. I'm in for that. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, sometimes being that hero ends up getting you sued. Clark, you've mentioned this already to her. I don't know why you keep rubbing this in. Now you look like Yo, dick. yeah, being a hero is tough. <laughs> I can't keep saying it to her. I've done it since I was five. Yeah, Lana, stop it. And, of course, you know what the worst part is? I know that Andrew's faking. You know, I know that he's faking, ruining everything, but I can't I can't prove it because I'd be violating a restraining order if hey. I recorded him. I, I, I'm, and don't worry, I'm not going to pause it here because I do have to just ask you a question here, Joseph. Because what we do get into is Lana then saying, Clark, I want to be able to help. Come on. I don't have a restraining order against him. I've been training this whole time. Clark then says, uh, okay, fine, I guess, but I'm a little bit worried. You know, we do have a friend that's named Chloe that is a reporter that could probably take photos. But let's just do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong with dumb and dumber in this scene? You have a reporter friend that is known for snooping and investigating. Couldn't Chloe solve this problem in five fucking minutes? She did say she was up for the conspiracy. What am I missing? Dumb and dumber. Dude, they deserve each other. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so mad. And of course, Solana's like, what, are we, what else are we supposed to do? Let's just do it. I'll do it. I'll help out. And, of course, we go back to hospital, Smallville Medical Center. Lex is furious. He's on the phone. He's trying to find Meacham. Where the hell are you? I need to know where Hayden is. And, of course, the sheriff here. Oh, now we got the sheriff who wants to feel bad, who wants to say sorry. Mr. Luther, I'm very sorry about what happened. We got everything going on right now. We're checking everywhere this guy could be. But you do not take the law into your own hands. Are you once again coming out here in order to give me a pep talk and to tell me that I'm doing something wrong versus doing your job because for some reason you as the new sheriff is not wanting to do this. Ethan at least was hired to do jobs. Sure, he was getting paid to be the sheriff, but at least he was completing those. You are the worst. Yeah, and of course Lex is throwing shots at her as he's just arguing with her. Look, 
um, sorry if I don't believe in the Smallville's finest right now, because, um, yeah, nothing's getting done. Also, can you not tell that Helen is now in the hospital right now fighting for her life, all because you were trying to focus on me instead of focusing on the real villain? Sorry. You know what, Mr. Luther? We're doing everything we can. We found out what motel he is staying at, and we are now doing a search warrant right now. How long is that going to take? It takes time for these things, Mr. Luther. Yeah, like Ethan did. Uh, Yeah. But at least, once again, if Ethan was... You know what? No. Ethan was able to get that search warrant one time immediately. That's true. (laughs) He was able to get something done. And, of course, Lex is trying to leave. Adams is, of course, like, where are you going? What do you think you're going to be doing? He's like, what, are you going to arrest me? Huh? Of course, you're not above the law, Mr. Luther. Once again, telling another person who is considered a victim to me... Uh, you're not. You're accusing them of trying to do something because you can't do your own job. I love job. his reaction. It's like, hey, uh, thanks for that obvious fact. Great. Yeah, can I go now? Bye. Meacham. Meacham, where are you at? <laughs> and, of course, Lex storms off from the hospital, pulls away in his car. Clark is outside, then notices that he did storm off. Uh, Sheriff then walks outside. Clark runs up. I just heard what happened to Dr. Bryce, what seems to be going on. Once again, the sheriff doesn't care. Instead, it's just focused on, Mr. Kent, I don't need you involving yourself in any of the police business. We have this taken care of. I already told you. Don't involve yourself. Uh, This is where the sheriff then has one of the deputies walk up to her, revealing what motel that he was staying at in order for Clark to then overhear. Because now Clark is then going to speed over in order to go to that motel because obviously he thinks that Lex is there. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, you, you know, you see him storm off. You're well, Doctor Bryce is in the medical. Like, yeah. she's in the ER. Yeah, and so we have Clark speed run over there. He starts to look around, go in X-ray vision mode. He sees a body sneaking into the room, and of course, he's oh, who's this? So I goes, didn't think this was Lex. I didn't think so either. Okay, I thought I it was just, Paul. Yeah, I did too. I go, is Paul sneaking like room to room yeah. right now? They're see, okay. But come to find out, it yeah. is Lex. He's snooping in the motel room because he's trying to find Paul. And what of course, what would he do though right now? I if mean, he found kill Paul, him, obviously. But he doesn't even have a weapon right now. Who knows? He has his fists. And so, <laughs> Clark, what are you doing here? How did you get in here? I followed the way you came in. Yeah, idiot. Same way you did, idiot. How did you come in here? Like, oh, the window you left open. Come on, Lex. We need to go. Why? So that I could leave it to the pros. Listen, Hayden's car is still here. I had a guy on him, and look, I'm trying to get a hold of him, and he calls again for Meacham. He hears the ring. Where is that in ring? In the room. He hears it coming from somewhere in the room, and they of course, see the they blood. see the bloody um, mirror. broken mirror that Paul decided to lash his head at. Looks like fresh blood still. And um, they go the, into the room. They're what thinking is it, the bathroom? That, yeah, they're thinking that somebody's in here, so they're still being the now the law and order detective and... Detective Bitson and Stabler trying to solve this crime because what they do find in the tub is Meacham now. He looks like that he's been there for a while, but his throat has been slit. Clark then looks at the body, looks away, but he's seen so many dead bodies that it doesn't even phase him. Lex then realizes, damn it, he has Meacham's car. That's why his car is here. Clark then hears, oh, we have company. It's the sheriff's. When Clark leaves the room, Lex sees inside of the pocket of Meacham a gigantic gun from the men I in know, black. Like a desert that eagle, he then bro. Pulls out. It's got the deagle on him. <laughs> and of course, the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff's pull up. No one's here, obviously. 
They see an open window, probably thinking he escaped. They're going to find Meacham's body, obviously. So now we go to Lex and Clark. Um, Storming off into the sub... Oh, is this the railway? It's the train station. And so, of course, Lex is like, yeah, the LoJack system said his car was here. And, of course, Clark's like, I thought police only had LoJacks. We should find platform nine and three quarters. This is literally platform nine and three quarters. You want to know why? Look at all that steam everywhere. Yeah, because the Hogwarts Express is coming along. Yeah, look, it even says three right there. Just put a little quarter right there. Uh, but Lex and Clark then go back. Okay, Lex, let's make sure that the police are able to handle this now. Let's wait here for them. Lex says, okay, Clark, you can wait. I'm going to go find the killer that was trying yeah. to murder my wife, my future wife, my girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> and so, of course, Lex is just storming out, trying to find uh, Paul. And, of course, he, he sees, sees him. him. He sees him. Paul, Paul happens around. to turn around, reveal his face. And, he, uh-oh. Hold on. You got to love this. Paul immediately turns around, reveals him, acts cool, then turns to the left, and now starts running like he's scared. Yeah. <laughs> like he acted cool, and then he's acting scared. All this steam, bro, makes no sense. And, of course, Lex cuts him off between the trains. And, yeah, it seems like a train yard. Yeah. It's weird. And so... Lex is pointing you know, a gun at him. He's saying, now I got you. Paul has his hands up. He's like, what are you going to do, shoot me? Lex, I'm unarmed. Lex then laughs, has another gun in his belt loop, takes it out. With the handkerchief, too, so he didn't get his fingerprints on it. So he tosses it to Paul so that he grabs it with his, and he's like, well, now look, it's self-defense. The moment that Paul then decided to point the gun at me and shoot it, and it clicked, is when I'm going to pull my gun, and it's going to shoot him, and he's going to be dead. Instead, Lex then starts questioning himself, not pulling the trigger because he's weak, Paul then immediately pushes Lex down, starts running, hops onto a train. Lex is uh, in so much pain, has to get up from the ground. Clark is still looking everywhere. Oh, Look, I want to. What's I wanna... going on? Where's the cops? <laughs> Look, I want to tell you something though, because you said that Lex doesn't have a gun, right? He does have. Or a gun. he didn't have a gun at the hotel room, the motel. Oh, room. good call. But, but he had two. He had two because he gave him Meacham's because it's assumed that he kills the guy and good takes his gun. Good connection. Because Lex's other gun was obviously on him. He's ready to. He's ready to. Hold cap, on, bro. hold on though. Let's let's remain this pause because I'm gonna go further in this. Good, great catch. Because I do want to even go further into it. Lex is thinking so far ahead in his chess moves mm-hmm. that he is uh, granted wanting to kill this man for taking out his girlfriend. That he is gonna. Oh, I'm going to kill him, but I'm also going to make sure I'm going to be able to get away with this. It's not even an emotional reaction. It's taking that emotional response and then flipping it to also be smart about. It's very impressive that he was able to think this far ahead, which is why I'm going back to he's weak. Pull the trigger. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, technically. But Lex is the genius, bro. Hey, genius. You got me on that. Look, he wants to suffer, you know? He wants to su- he wants the person to suffer. He's not... He's, I don't think that's why. I think that's why. I think he wants them to suffer. He wants to see them tormented for their, for their transgressions. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. 
I'll take back everything I said. We'll get to the end here because I'm going to take back everything I said to go off that further point. Put that on the back burner for five seconds. But what we do have, though, is Lexton chasing after Paul. He then hops onto the train. He then has the gun. He is looking through the area. Clark is now finally becoming a man and is running after him, saying, okay, let me try to find them. I'm not going to use my x-ray vision right now. Lex is now once again in the empty train going through the door. And he immediately thinks this is the cart where Paul is located. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a weird, uh, I don't know what kind of train this is, man. This looks like This looks ret- like the 1800s. It looks like we're in the 18th <laughs> yes. century, bro. And so, of course, he's trying to, he's going down the train cart and trying to find him, but it seems empty. And Clark's jogging away. Obviously, he's going to be, I guess, going on the little hunt there looking for him. And Lex is slowly, slowly just investigating more and more. And he comes to a nice little kitchen, kitchen area, area. Yeah. in the in the train cart, and he's going full like Black Ops Navy SEALs right now. Oh dude. yeah, no, no, he is Detective Stabler. He's Hitman right now, and he is going on. He is going to be able to find this suspect, and he's going to bring him to justice. He's AK, Agent Forty Seven, bro. What I'm hoping is that he's going to blow this guy's head off. Because once again, he is walking slowly where all of a sudden Paul comes up from behind him with a pan and smacks him in the head. Yeah, he came out with that skillet, bro. And he was like, here, take this, baldy. Lex then tries to throw a haymaker. Doesn't work. He misses. Looks like that Navy SEAL didn't teach him how to fight well. Paul then beats nah, him. No, he headbutt him, bro. He's, he's hitting him with some bows. Yeah, bro. Paul whoops his ass. Dude, Paul had the upper hand because he hit him with the pan. He's disoriented, bro. He should have been able to Never take that. Never start with the head. The victim's head gets all fuzzy. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you so much. But Clark somehow is point. able to hear them, where then he's able to use his x-ray vision to see that Paul was able to find an axe and is about to chop Lex to pieces. And Clark does a little bit of a smart decision here. Dude, instead of running in there, risking, yes. being seen, anything yes. like that, maybe even the metal deflecting off of him and hitting something, you know? He actually kind of basically trucks the train cart to make it move a lot so that obviously Paul loses his whole balance and misses and drops the axe. Lex, Lex is then able to take control of the situation, putting the gun in his face where why doesn't he pull the trigger? Why doesn't he pull the trigger? Also, why did Clark not leave at this point? <laughs> why did we come inside the train cart after you saved him? You could have seen again with X-Ray. Unless he was still assuming that Lex was going to shoot him, and so he was trying to prevent that in order for Lex to have a witness to say that he tried to kill him. No, because, look, look, hold up. No. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say, because otherwise, I'm not defending him, by the way. So he's about to pull the trigger, right? He's about to pull the trigger. He's like, oh, I want to do it so bad. But he's like, no, what? Never mind. Knock Pistol him out. Whip. Now, well, okay. See? I could buy that then. He's thinking that he might kill him, so he's going to try to convince him not to. But damn it, man. Should have just gave him benefit of the doubt. Should have not been there because then he's just causing more trouble. Because as he goes in the train cart, the the police come, and the sheriff is obviously pissed seeing Clark there. And is just like, oh, you boys. It's like, damn it. And, of course, she's telling Lex, put the gun down. Put the gun down. Put it on the table. Yeah. And, of course... She's super mad at Clark, like, damn it, boy, you... what do I tell you? What I love is that Lex and immediately reverses it. Last time I checked, citizens' arrests were legal in Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> damn, and she just smiles because she's always oh, chewing gum. Oh, man. <laughs> she's like, damn it, you're so right, you son of a bitch. 
I'm telling you, if I ever catch you mailing a police investigation again, I swear. <laughs> and Clark's just like, whatever. What is going on with this woman? She what is Clark. wrong with you? It's Clark's town, bro. That's what she feels threatened. Yeah, that makes. Oh God, she is the war sheriff. Give me Ethan. No, give no. me Clark. Give me Ethan. Back hey. at the talent now. Oh, here we go, baby. Let's talk about this scene right here. Hey, uh, I just want to say this real quick. The scene that we're about to get to makes no sense. Oh. It makes zero sense on everything that transpires when it comes to why would you ever agree to this? All right, so let's start. All right. <laughs> so we're at the talent. Lon is closing up. And, of course, we have Andrew pulling up in his neck bracing cane. And, of course, Lon is like, thanks for coming. And, of course, he goes, well, this better be good. Got me out of bed early. Listen, Andrew, I'm really sorry about what happened the other night, but I think this has gotten out of hand. I mean, the lawsuit, the lawsuit. I mean. Yeah, the lawsuit, I mean. Don't, and, of course, he's just like, don't worry about it. It's Kent's problem. It's like, I know you're faking your injuries. I think you should drop the suit before you get caught. Lana is immediately stepping to the plate, having that confidence once again. Andy doesn't want to... Andrew immediately just actually goes, oh, yeah, I don't deny that. Yeah, I'm walking fine, got my cane, I'm cool, I'm good to go. What the hell? He's a bigger moron than Lana and Clark? I don't think he's actually enrolled in that college with his buddies. There is no way he was accepted Um, unless it's a frat from a community college. He probably was part of the tattoo group at one point. There, yes, he was probably leader of the tattoo group at one point. Oh, uh, brother Andrew. Because we'll you know him. why? Andy knows what this is really about. Yeah. And he starts. I to know you to... want me. No, sorry. We know that you want me. And Lana slaps his hand away. You play and... hard to get. <laughs> oh my God! Lana is just staring at him, wanting him to make a move. Andy once again crosses the line. So why don't we take this what to the back? What is with saying, let's take it to the back for the third time? Yeah, let's take it to the back. Come on, Lana. I know you want me. Let's go again. Yeah, I'll take the neck brace off for you. Uh, she. He immediately tries to grab her tits. And what does she do? Twist Her boobies, his... her breasts, sorry. Uh, as Michael Scott would put it, the hang from me lady's chest. <laughs> Yes, he tries to, ha- to, tr- to grab the hang from me lady's chest. And, of course, what does she do? She basically backs him off with her lessons. her twist kara- the arm. Her karate, yeah, twisting the arm. And she does the spinning kick. Lex does that? Her leg, her leg kicks got more powerful, a.k.a. Chun-Li, a.k.a. that's who she starred as in the Street Fighter movie, Chun-Li. Hmm. Did you know that? Taylor knew that. Fun fact for everybody. That was mine for this episode. Wow. Hey, you ever watched that movie? Nope. It's as bad as Dragon Ball. I'm pretty sure they're... Yeah, they had a good run of making those really shit. They're in the same universe. Yeah. They have to be, and if they probably did a tie-in between the movies as a sequel, I would watch. So we go to one of the final scenes. It's the barn scene. After Andy is left bleeding. That's right. Yeah, now he actually has injuries, and he's going to now sue Lana. And now Clark is screwed, though, because now his injuries are real, which means the lawsuit is real. Oh, I have real neck problems. And it's crazy because, like, Lana was begging to help, and 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 Clark was reluctant, but he said, you know what? Yeah, help me out. He, She made it worse. She made it worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She made the situation become real. She made it worse, and Clark is now pissed. <laughs> yeah. I am going to jail. Yeah. Thanks, Lana. We lost the farm. I wish I was dead now. 
<laughs> way to go. By the way, I'm now leaving you. Yeah, you suck. I'm glad you moved away. Chloe's better. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. Wait, we're still not allowed Close to say the villain, that. Bro. Still not allowed to say that, huh? So, yeah. So, Lana shows up unannounced. I got I got a phone call saying that Andy, Andrew, dropped the lawsuit. And Clark's like, oh, well, no. No, 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 Sorry. no, no. Clark, Clark said. says all that. Clark says, I got the phone call. Andrew dropped the lawsuit. I wonder, I wonder why he did that. Any idea how that could have came about? Maybe he just realized you were trying to be a good friend. Lana, why are y'all just copying each other's poker faces and excuses? What is you two are a match made in heaven? Dude, they came from the same person. <laughs> they are. They are soulmates. Yeah, they are literally soulmates. Uh, she even does a smile. Clark does the, oh, shucks, I know that you're a liar. <laughs> He's like, well, the sheriff told me you have quite a spin kick. How would she know that? How would she? How would she know that she has Unless Lana was bragging when she got interrogated. Yep. Yeah, so Sheriff, I totally knocked him out with this new spin kick that Lex taught me. Wait. No, Lex taught me to channel anger. It was karate class. They're really good. (laughs) She was bragging about She was bragging to the Sheriff. And Clark immediately says, Huh, I'm sorry I missed that. Lana immediately laughs and says, You know what? It was... Not a big deal, Clark. I know what you're going to say to me. Actually, Lana... I shouldn't have gotten involved, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Clark's just like, Lana, just wanted to say thank you. And he gives her a smile. Once again, the lines to Lana this episode from him are pretty spot on. Yeah. Like his follow-ups to what she is saying on her trying to be negative in the situation and him then turning it into a, let's do this... I, she is not picking up on the hints this episode. She's an idiot. She's more focused on her being a hero. Yeah, she wants to do spin kicks yes, instead of learning. That's it. But she does say, well, you've been there so many times for me, I thought I was able to repay the favor for you. You want to know how you can really repay me? How? Hmm. Stay the night. Besides, it's not every day that Lana Lang gets a chance to save Clark Kent. Oh, look at that smile, dude. Look at that, both of them. Just just like cheek to cheek. She scrunches her nose, and we know red kryptonite Clark. You know, he's all, yeah, you look sexy when you have their crunched up nose. As the UK people would say, they have a Cheshire cat going on right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, your favorite scene right here, right? (laughs) Yeah, I love Love Island. All right, so going to my favorite scene. Yeah, your favorite scene. No, 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 no. This is why it has become my favorite scene. I have now flipped it. I thought Lex was weak. Mm. I want to go further off of the point you made, which is why I said backburner on it. You said that Lex only wants people to suffer. That's and right. that he wouldn't want the easy way out to torture them. Mm-hmm. So what happens in this next scene is that Lex then arrives. We're at Lex Mansion. We see that our woman, Helen Bryce, is sitting on the couch reading a book. Doesn't look like she has scratches around the throat, around the face. Thank God nobody should touch that face. Yeah, we don't touch that face, bro. No. Lex walks in, though. And it says, hey, she thought that he had a meeting. He says, I thought I would cancel my plans because you just came out of the hospital. Good God, woman. She is so excited about it. That was a first. He is now walking over to her where he explains exactly what happened to Paul. Right. And Paul Paul is pleading temporary insanity. And instead... Helen, I don't know if she thinks that he's going to fight it or if that he's going to do something else. But instead, Lex says, cuts her off. I told him I would not fight it and to take the plea. 
and it's because Paul needs help. So he needs to be able to be in a hospital, a.k.a. Lex is taking him to one of his hospitals. That's right. And he is going to torture Paul in one of those hospitals. Chess smooth, baby. Because prison would be too good for the man, so we're not going to send him there. He does need that help. Let me give him his meds. Yeah, I would love to help him. I like that connection. Lex is no longer weak. As you can see with the podcast, this is why everyone should love us. We change our minds as it goes on. Yeah, we're total idiots. Duh. (laughs) We don't stand by any of the points. Listen, Helen, I wanted to kill him. You know, I really wanted to for what he did to you. And I probably couldn't have gotten away with it in everyone's eyes, but one person would have known the truth. Clark. (laughs) You mean Clark? All right, Helen, I love you to death, but come on now. I understand. She was thinking very literal because Clark was there. Is she, she thinking like that? That's how close they are, though. It's like you're so in love with Clark. This is all this is about. <laughs> it's Clark, huh? Like he would be the one person to know the truth. No, Helen, you, you are the one that I've always wanted. And that's how I knew when you stopped me from killing him. That's how I knew. God. Was he pull out, bro? Engagement ring. And you know what I love more than anything is that I'm pretty sure all of these lines were then used for the show You on Netflix. And then I saw you. Then I saw you, Helen, because Clark wasn't the one that saved me. You were. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'll always be watching you. (laughs) And so will you marry me? (laughs) Helen is actually. I thought he was about to say, so Dr. Bryce. Do you want to be Dr. Luther? Ooh, that would... I thought he was going to say that. That would be great. Dr. Helen Luther? Oh, my God. That just goes off the tongue like it's natural. (laughs) Not that... What? (laughs) And so, of course, We have a song playing on the background. Yeah, Don't Fear the Reaper cover, by the way. Yes. And so she kisses Lex, and obviously, that's a yes, bro. No, it's not. She didn't say yes or no. Oh, okay. We so, don't know. So if you, when you ask Megan, right? Yeah. When you ask Megan to marry her, imagine she didn't say anything, but she just grabbed your face and kissed you. Is that not a yes to you? I would say, is that a yes or is that a no? Damn, what if she kissed you and said, no? <laughs> that's, that's why I would have to ask, because it could go either way. So I'm going to stand by the point of she did not give him an answer so far. Maybe next episode we'll find out she says yes, but right now how things are left... Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think she has said yes. Man, maybe not. Maybe in the next episode, she's like, so is that why you haven't said yes? We're back at the whole move-in thing. And then she's going to say, give me two hours. Yeah, give me 30 minutes. And then I'll decide my answer. Well, man, what an episode that was. Shout out to the people out there who are just wanting to be heroes, who sometimes have a dickhead sheriff, that just wants to bring you down. Yeah. No, welcome to Smallville. So, thanks again for <laughs> riding that one out with us. I don't even know how people are still listening to this one. Man, this, this was one was crazy. This one was crazy. And as you can tell, just from all that happened, it's like, I feel like I need to shower. Like, lots, lots of grimy, weird things happen. I didn't like it. I think I would have felt better, though, if they would have shown some scenes where Paul was being tortured, and then I would have felt better about it overall. No, but just th- just think about how he's getting tortured in there. Well, that actually made me a little bit more satisfied of the episode's ending, 
versus beforehand where think about it i thought lex was just helping him yeah like just finding a counselor like becoming a better person you'll get out in like a year he tried to murder your girl yeah no you take him out yeah bro but instead lex is making him suffer i'll buy it yeah it's it's really weird with this season because I feel like season one was more consistent overall, where this season has given us so many great episodes and so many terrible episodes. It's like a half and half. It is a half and half. Oh, well, we're riding it out, baby. It's a big old roller coaster. Yeah, it is. So catch us next week for episode 20, Witness. Again, thank you for listening to the Somebody Save Me podcast. We were the two nerds that provided this quality entertainment. Follow us on Twitter and leave us some reviews. That would be great if Lana just like started sparring with Clark one day. Then they started wrestling, rolling around, and then started kissing. Wouldn't that be great? Because that's what they should do instead. No, they're not going to do that. They're just mm. going to be awkward around each other. Yeah, long live the Klana stands. Klana. Oh, that's a terrible nickname. Klana. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>